The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. What is up, boys? Q is back in the saddle, hosting. It's been a while. I got to figure out how to do this again. I'm Q. I'm your host for Notebook Wager, and I'm sitting across from Smitty, the teaser king himself, Maddie Nails, and Jay Cam. Jason, what's going on, fellas? How are you this evening? Not much. Just got through Labor Day weekend here. Pretty muggy and nasty in Pittsburgh. Uh, had a decent weekend with college and with baseball, so uh, looking forward to continuing this week. I love it. I'm yeah. on the other end. I'm on the other end of that spectrum. I am licking my wounds. I'm gonna put my head in the sand for a little bit, regroup, and start fresh on the NFL, which I'm excited. We're finally gonna get to talk about. Finally, the greatest season, football season, starts on Thursday. Yeah, he picked up. Hit my last four last night. Talking to Jason, always convinced Jason's a good twist the arm. And really, he didn't twist the arm. He just kind of said, yeah, I like that line. So we jumped on that second half Clemson. That was a lot of fun. But Jason, I'm, I'm going to say he uh, convinced me to take it. <laughs> so uh, I'm ready. Yeah, teasers nine and eight so far to start the season. Gave out two last week with Jick Jack on his minute. I'm going to probably take that tomorrow night, give out some. We're going to do some NFL too. So uh, let's keep hitting the teasers. Let's make teasers great again. All right, before we start NFL week one, I just hope you guys had a good Labor Day. Usually after Labor Day, we're essentially in the Christmas time. We got two football <laughs> sports going. Uh, for those of you that like college basketball, that's coming up. And then you got Thanksgiving and Christmas. I mean, what what better few months could you ask for? Uh, so I'm excited. Labor Day kind of starts it off for us. All right, moving on. NFL week one. We've all been waiting for this. I'm going to put a little disclaimer. Week one is going to be a little bland. Uh, I think it's a little easier to kind of scout college teams versus the NFL. You know, they've got so many guidelines in the training camp. Uh, some guys sit out due to contracts, things like that. You really just don't know what you're going to get out of week one. Uh, so just bear with us. You know, we're going to give you the best stats, injuries, knowledge that we have, um, and then really give us this week to kind of scout it out. Uh, not that we're not going to have winners, but – uh, the shows moving forward will, will definitely be uh, a little more in tune with what we're, we're usually giving out. So let's just go through this uh, week one as best as we can and, and, and see, uh, you know, how it plays out. Uh, so we're going to start. We've got two highly touted teams, probably two of your favorites for the Super Bowl this year. You've got the Buffalo Bills traveling to the Los Angeles Rams in SoFi Stadium. Line to open up minus one for the Bills over under 52. It's currently laying two and a half for Buffalo, and the total has gone up a half a point to 52 and a half. Uh, we'll start with Nails and then kind of work us around the room. What do you got, Nails? Uh, well, like you said, it's hard to find trends, and you can look at prior years and whatnot. Do the Rams Super Bowl champs come in with a little bit of a hangover? Is Buffalo really that hungry? They have all the hype. And they have all the money right now. So I'm not sure which way you want to go on these guys out of the gate. 
Uh, I'm not going to play this yet. I definitely will play something on Thursday night, but I might go with some player props. Uh, one I like and I'd like to hear is Daryl Henderson at running back. I'm not sold on Cam Akers being 100% healthy with the Achilles, so I might look at Daryl Henderson's uh, over rushing yards game one, and I'm not big on the over as of right now. I think it'll be slow. I think it'll be a little sloppy. The hype, maybe he'll come out a little too hyped up. So look at the under for me, maybe 52. And I know Smitty's going to tease this sucker up or down. So I'll wait to hear what he says. Jay Kim, what do you have on the Rams and Bills? Well, it is interesting. You see that line push up. Uh, Buffalo is like everybody's darling right now. I think they're six to one to win the Super Bowl. Um, it seems like people are really in love with this team. I, I'm not that in love with them. Um, I think there are some holes in their game. I think the run D can be suspect at times. And I think Poyer kind of battling an injury all uh, training camp is going to be a big deal. Their safeties are huge in their defense. Um, Rams, when they're going right, like to run the football. So I think they're actually going to run the football against Buffalo. I'm looking to take the Rams here. I'm hoping it pushes up the three. Um, this actually might be a good teaser spot for the teaser King. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, this, this game, you know, like Q, I think Q made a great point about this is tough. You're going into week one. What are you going to see? You know, you're going to see Matt said it today on a text. I thought was fantastic about somebody's going to pull a major upset that you're going to be scratching your head on this Thursday night. Could this come out slow? I think it could. This wouldn't be a bad, maybe first half under. Could they come out a little slow, a little jitters first game? I like it. Teaser-wise, where I like it. I mean, I'd go the Rams. I mean, you got them at plus two and a half. You get the six. You take the six up. You get eight and a half. I like that. Scares me a little bit is, you know, Stafford had some elbow issues with the tendonitis. How great is he going to play? If I play this, I would maybe look for a first half under just as slow, like Matt said. Teaser-wise, I love it. I love the Rams up in this game. Yeah, I don't have their schedule up, but that tendonitis, we have to keep an eye on any cool weather games the Rams may have this year. That's going to be where that's going to be the biggest factor, I think, going forward. Yeah, I think you guys hit good points. Uh, two things I was going to note. I want to see if Cam Akers can uh, rush for more than 25 yards. He cost me. Uh, several hundred, almost a thousand dollars, just because he couldn't, as a professional NFL running back in the Super Bowl, get 25 yards in four quarters. Um, so I, I'm curious to see if he can do that. Uh, by the way, he still owes me the uh, Venmo. So I'm, as I bring that up, I'm going to send that out to him later. Uh, but Jason, you brought it up to tendonitis. Smitty, you brought it up as well. Uh, one thing I want to know is so Stafford, right? He's always played with that chip on his shoulder. When he came from Detroit, you know, it was kind of he finally got the team that could, you know, get him to a Super Bowl um, and then, you know, sub sub subsequently win it. Now that he's won it, do, do you think you'll you'll see a potential drop in, uh, in, you know, intensity or I don't even know what the right word is, production, because he's gotten what he's been chasing for so long. I mean, you know, I think he, he, you could probably make a good argument that now he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback uh, with the numbers he posted in Detroit and he's got his ring. Um, I'm curious to see if we see a drop in, in success with him or maybe just a more relaxed approach. Um, the Bills, their run uh, game is a little suspect to me. I don't really think they made any major adjustments. Um, you know what you're going to get out of them. You're going to get a running Josh Allen, and you're going to get, you know, they're going to throw the ball to Diggs, to Dawson Knox, a couple other receivers. Um, I, if I had to make a play, I would tease the Rams. I, I don't think in the NFL teams typically get blown out. 
um, especially uh, as as good as the Bills are and the Rams are. So uh, this is definitely more of a teaser play. I, I'm going to be leaning heavy teasers in week one to kind of play that that security blanket. One one quick uh, other player prop that I like. Uh, without Andrew Whitworth, man in the left tackle for the Rams, and a kind of a revenge game, even though there's zero revenge. Uh, Vaughn Miller now playing with Buffalo. Look for him to go over half a sack. I like that. All right. Next game, moving on. Uh, so you've got a uh, East Coast matchup. You have the Baltimore Ravens heading to the New York Jets. Uh, the Ravens line opened up at minus four and a half. They are currently seven-point favorites, and the over-under is 44-and-a-half. This one intrigues me. Is is Lamar Jackson going to be quarterbacking? Like, what's this? What's his deal? Is he still kind of holding out with the contract? Um, you know, and then what's the Jets' situation? They, they seem to improve their team. They had a really good draft. Uh, Ravens always have a good defense. You know, it's just Jets football to me over and over, though, until I actually see him go back to – 10, 11 wins, you know, how much faith do I have in this team? I think you tease the Ravens down or maybe throw the Ravens in like a three-team money line parlay to kind of get you going for the uh, for the, the season. Um, I, I just think the Ravens' defense is going to be too much uh, for Wilson. And even without Lamar Jackson, I thought um, – and please tell me it was his name. I could picture his face, the backup from last year. Tyler Huntley. Huntley. I thought he played really well last year. Uh, in the games that he played, he kept him in games. And, and and now that he's, you know, continuing to be in the system, depending on who's playing quarterback, you know, I think they, they at least have enough to beat the Jets in week one. Matt, what do you got? All right. Here's where I would do the, the Kimby Matumbo finger wave right in your face. Not so fast. Uh, <laughs> our notebook wagering resident team doctor, Dr. Brent, has Baltimore in a three-team parlay money line. And – he asked this one along with two others, what, what percentile would you give me to hit this, this ticket? And I believe I said 65%. There's a team week one that's going to lose that we're not expecting. And I'm actually leaning towards Baltimore. Uh, for what you said, Lamar and his contract situation, they're still not, they still don't have a ton of offensive weapons. We don't know who their wide receiver one is. We don't know who their running back one is this week. There's no Gus Edwards. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is still questionable. Tyler Batty was released. I mean, they're bringing in Mike Davis, I believe. So you trust him? I really don't. They can probably double Andrews. I think this game's going to get squirrely. Uh, I think the the uh, Jets will be just good enough, especially with Flacco there. They can slow it down. One thing I'm going to look, I know it's a low under at 44 and a half. I'm going to look the under this game. And Smitty, I think this is a guaranteed teaser up for you with the Jets. So that's my play on this game so far. Yeah, Smith, I don't know. What I was gonna say is that uh, obviously the line seven, the line they think Jackson's gonna play. I mean, it's it's an interesting situation. There's a ton of home dogs this week. This is probably what I think the, the second one actually we're talking about. But week one's never really good for that whole angle. Um, usually favorites kind of hold out on week one, and then you start to see the underdogs come alive as we go through the season. The biggest thing for the Jets is they have to stop the run. Um, you look at their totals from last year, they got gashed a lot. Now, they made some moves to address that. Some guys are back and healthy that weren't there last year. And Baltimore really didn't fix their offensive line as much as they probably needed to. That's kind of was the biggest difference last year from the year before. They just didn't run the ball with the same efficiency as they had. Um, 
I think that's the biggest thing there is, like you said, the, the offense. There isn't really a running back. I think Kenyon Drake's also in the mix. I think they picked him up off of uh, the cuts as well. Kind of don't know what you're getting with Baltimore. Obviously, they look in the preseason because they always look good in the preseason. They're really hard to judge. I probably would take the points here with the Jets. I do think they're a little bit better. I think they can keep this close at home. Yeah, I'm all in on Baltimore this year. I have them winning the division. I like them this week. I like them in a teaser. Get it down to one. I really like this. I think they beat the Jets. You know, the question with the Jets, who's the quarterback? Wilson, you know, I think uh, injury about, I think he had surgery about August uh, 17th. Sounds like maybe there's a chance he's going to come back. I think a lot of people went Flacco to be the quarterback here in week one for the Jets. A lot of players really raved about him in camp. Wilson, you know, has been out. Could this, I, I think it'd be scarier if Flacco's quarterback and for the Jets, then I'd be a little bit more concerned. I think Wilson steps back in for the Jets. I think Baltimore is going to be okay. I get what Matt's saying. Matt is 100%. I usually do like taking those home teams up to double digits. Um, but this is the one team I really, I do like Baltimore this week in this game. And I'd probably take Baltimore down. Is it going to be one of my favorite ones of the week? I'm not sure yet. I'm going to dive in a little bit more over the next couple of days. But I like Baltimore down. But again, I've said this a lot last year with the teasers. Matt's right on it. It worked well last year for me, taking teams up in the double digits. It's the NFL. There's a lot of upsets. And taking a team into the double digits in a teaser, it's not a bad play. So either way, I think it's okay. We can be happy either way. I'm probably going to take Baltimore down, but the Jets up, I think it's a smart play too. All right, here's an interesting matchup just because this team has uh, has gone quite the quarterback changes. So you have the New Orleans Saints traveling to Atlanta. Line opened up at Saints minus three and a half. It's currently minus five and a half. The over under is 42 and a half. So Jameis Winston, redemption tour is back. Marcus Mariota, redemption tour as well uh two guys that uh I, I didn't really know if they'd ever get a starting job uh but here they are playing against each other in week one um i, I would take you know gut this is a stay away for me but uh if 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 you had to force a play here i'm gonna take the saints minus five and a half i, I think Jameis is a little better than marcus uh, he's he's definitely got a better arm I'm curious to see, do we see the Jameis that uh, lights it up for 5,000 yards and 17 picks, or is he going to have 30 picks again? Um, I really like the uh, the addition of Odell Beckham and then uh, Chris Olave. I'm curious to see, you know, how Olave does. Uh, a couple people predict him to be over 1,000 yards for a rookie. Um, he might be one of the better receivers out of the draft. Um Atlanta Kyle Pitts to me is in, in really their only offensive weapon. Um, is Calvin really back from that suspension? Nope. With no, no, he's still. That's what I thought. So he's still out, and you know they're going to double Pitts. Obviously, Pitts is a monster, uh, but in the NFL, double team is, is just so tough to overcome. Cordero Patterson's trying to do it all. He wants to play linebacker, quarterback, uh, punt return or kick return or everything. Uh, I just don't think that uh, Atlanta really has enough weapons to kind of muster the Saints defense. Um, and then I just think Jameis is, has the edge for uh, for the quarterback battle. Matt, what do you have? Uh, I, the more and more we do this show, the more and more Smitty convinces me into these teasers. This is an easy <laughs> teaser play for me. Tease New Orleans down to a pick em, and then find another game you really like somewhere else. I think Atlanta is going to be the worst team in the league this year. Um, I think by the end of the year, Desmond Ritter will be under 
center. Drake London's a nice addition at wide receiver. They have no defensive talent. They're thin everywhere else. Uh, their division is okay. I mean, they got to play New Orleans twice, Tampa twice, and then the questionable Carolina team, who I also think is better than this team. I really like New Orleans. The problem is Jamison Winston or Jameis Winston might lead the league in touchdowns, and he also might lead the league in interceptions. So he's got crazy good talent. I mean, we forget how high he was drafted. He just can't he can't get out of his own way. Can't stop putting his own hand in his mouth too. So just give me a Saints early out of the gate. I am so not a fan of Atlanta. I actually might do a survivor poll and just basically pick against Atlanta every week if I can. <laughs> yeah, no, the lines are that weird five and a half number. And uh, I think it's gained two points since it opened. I, I've been leaning the Saints here just because I think the defense is the best unit out of the four by far. And, um, you know, Jameis, though, wasn't that guy last year. He wasn't the crazy interception guy. They really kept the reins on him. They really kind of wanted to feature the run and kind of kept him on safe passes. Now, they have better receivers this year. I think Q said it was it all Beckham, but it was actually Jarvis Landry they signed in the offseason with the lot. Uh, They've yeah. got Slant Mike back. And some of the guys, the, the role guys they had, aren't bad. So it'll be interesting. Do they feel comfortable in opening up the offense? Because they need to. There were some games last year where they lost just because the offense didn't do enough um, for that defense. Um, you know, they split with Atlanta last year. They actually lost the one at home and then won the last game of the year uh, in Atlanta, 30 to 20, um, held them 257 yards. I look for a performance like that. I'm going to take uh, lay the five and a half of the Saints. Yeah. You know, I think this is one I have in the notebook. You know, I'm kind of playing around with the teasers over the last couple of days. I'm going to dive more into it. I kind of had the Falcons, you know, here's the home team up to 11 and a half, double digits, kind of like it. So I'm kind of leaning maybe that way. But what Matt said about taking the Saints down, it's just the same thing. If you really like that, I don't think that's a bad play too. I think the Saints win. So either way, do I think they win by double digits? I'm not really sure. I think the safer play is probably the Saints down to like a minus one or a pick them. I kind of have one and I got to look at some more numbers here and run a couple things here over the next couple of days. How about the over under 48 and a half? I kind of like the under. I don't, I don't see that getting to 48 and a half. I think if I play this game, I think the strongest play for me in a teaser, I'm going to take the under 48 and a half Saints Falcons. Jason, uh, appreciate you. I knew it was one of the LSU guys. Uh, that sometimes I get tripped up there. I thought but, you scooped me there. I was like, ODBs are the Saints while well, they are loaded. I was like, geez. <laughs> I, knew, I, meant, I meant Landry. I was thinking Odell from earlier. Um, is he still holding out? Yeah, he's saying now that he's going to go to the winner of the Bills-Rams game. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I knew it was one of the LSU guys. I'm so I'm mistaken. It's Jarvis Landry. All right, moving on. This is my favorite game of the week, obviously, because I'm a fan. Uh, of this particular team, but I also think they have the best chance to win. So the Patriots travel down to South Beach to open the season. Uh, over under opened up at 44 and a half. It's up to 46 and a half. Uh, so you definitely have some money coming in on the over. And then uh, the Dolphins opened up at minus two and a half, uh, and it's currently minus three and a half. I actually locked it in at minus two and a half, uh, minus 121 odds. I really like the Dolphins. I think McDaniel going down there is a better fit for Tua. I'm, I'm not here to say Tua is an elite quarterback, but I think his system fits better. I think it's a lot quicker passes. Um, he's got Jalen Waddle, who seemed to be a security blanket last year. He's got a good tight end. 
uh, who can who can catch, and he's got a lot more speed than most linebackers. Um, you know, he's got Tyree Kill, the fastest guy in the league, uh, good running back in Chase Edmonds. Um, I, I just think the Dolphins, along with their defense, which has been good for consistently two to three years now, um, it, is going to handle the Patriots. I'm a little down on the Patriots this year due to lack of talent. Um, and then our, another point is the Dolphins own the Patriots as of probably the last 10 years. Uh, specifically, Tua is 3-0 and against Belichick. Belichick's worst record against the team uh, is against the Dolphins. Um, Dolphins play the, the Patriots really well, and, and I think they get their season going off 1-0 and and, and get a lot of hype down in South Beach. What do you got, Matt? Uh, this is a stay away from me. I think this is a trap game. I, out, of uh, respect, out of respect for Bill Belichick, we don't know who's going to call plays. We don't know if it's Patricia judge or even himself. I can totally see this being a game where they run the ball 55 times with Stevenson and Damian Harris and try to deflate anything going on. He's obviously worried. They're already down there in South beach three days early. So he's prepping for the heat and he's got something up his sleeve. We don't know what, who knows, maybe he's going to list everybody as inactive for the next two days and throw us a complete curveball. I'm not touching this yet. I, I I like where you're going, but I can't bring myself to touch this. I'll let Jason break this one down. Matt, we did Florida together. Roll Miami. Let's stay in the state together. I can't do it yet, Q. Not yet. No, my old like concern is just like all the things that leaked last week that the like Miami was the play. A lot of there's a lot of like tout services that were like leaking this play, which makes me wonder why they would ever do that. Um so I think they're trying to get that line up. I think they're trying to get some um, Dolphin money to kind of take the points with New England. I don't know why. I agree with you. Miami it looks like they're in a much better position from just their offseason than New England does. So, I mean, going down five days earlier, I don't know if that's enough time to get used to that heat. I mean, that's – but it's been hot enough in the Northeast that this is the time of year where it really shouldn't be that big of a difference. It's been absolutely muggy and humid, basically Florida weather here for almost the, the entire summer. So – I mean, if there is a weather advantage, it wouldn't be now. It would definitely be later in the season when New England's freezing cold and Miami is the same as it always is. Um, I don't know. It just it, this the one thing you have to look at this game too. This is Belichick's what 800th season, and this is McDaniel's first game as a head coach. And you know, doesn't have a whole lot of time as a coordinator. Kind of been a position coach his entire career. That's an interesting angle to see how he handles it when he's got to manage the entire game. So. That's like I said, I'm, I'm just curious about those two things. The fact that this was kind of leaking around last week and the fact this is Mike McDaniels, I'm probably staying away like Matt is. I want to see it, but I would lean Dolphins if I had to make a pick. I jumped on this about a week ago. I'm money line Dolphins. Got it. I, I think, I forget exactly. I should have wrote it down. I don't have it right in front of me right now, but I jumped on the money line on it. I had a couple people I talked to. They said they feel like this is a really strong play. Now they went the spread. I think it was at minus two and a half at the time. So I just did, let's throw a little bit on the juice. I don't care. I'm just going to do money line. So that ticket is in pocket and hopefully it is a winner, but I have the dolphins money line. All right. Here's another one of my favorite games, you know, at least off the cuff. Oh, can I say one more on that game? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah one more ahead. thing. I think one of you brought it up. That's just to me, like, I think Matt, you know, said how what they could do is run the ball a ton. Do you guys think that's a lot of points in that game? Like the over-under? Yeah, uh, I'd agree with you, Smitty. No, it's I think it's a lot of points. 
And if you, especially teaser, okay. I mean, you can say whatever, but if you throw that six more points, and here's the only thing I thought about, because Matt said it, with the running, they could pound the ball. They've done that before. Two again, two is not the most. Now he does add somebody that can really stretch the field this year with Hill. But Tua, you know, I've done a lot of unders with Tua because he's kind of a dink and dunk kind of guy over the, like the last year and stuff too. I don't know. It's just something I, I, you know, I got the Dolphins in play. But last night when I, when I looked at that, I was really shocked looking at the over under. Then if you jack that up six more points, I mean, maybe I'll be dead wrong. Maybe it's a shootout. Maybe it's like the whack. I don't know. But Matt, when he said about maybe they pound the ball a lot, I'm like, yeah, that's true, man. Both defenses sometimes can be pretty tough. I think that's a lot of points. I think if you tease it, I think if you kept a 46 and a half, that's easily attainable because how do you cover Cedric Wilson, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and then like let's say Chase Edmonds lines up in the back. Uh, Miami's going to want to throw the ball because not many teams have three stud defensive backs. So they're, I think they could initially the Patriots start out as a run game, but then have to play catch up. Well, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, it opened at 44 and a half. It's up to 46 and a half. So a pretty good jump there. So, I mean, you it, I, listen, I could be dead wrong. It was just something that kind of jumped out. And I like, I agree. They have added a lot of weapons, a lot of speed can stretch it more. He maybe try to push it down the field more than he has in the past. It was just something that kind of jumped off at me there. Again, I'm, I'm heading with the Miami money line, but that was one that I kind of thought maybe not as high scoring as some people think. So Smitty, you also remember too, I think the books are trying to account for the changes in the past interference rules that they've pushed through. Like there's a lot of thought that there's going to be more scoring because they're going to be calling um, hands on the outside a lot more. I think you're seeing not that. When I ran these, when I ran these matchups uh, through last year's stats, everyone seemed to pick up about a point and a half over where they ended last year. I think that's basically them trying to account for basically the additional penalty yardage. Um, everyone's going to be running the Flacco play and trying to get those offenses down the field, score points. Oh, I can't, I can't wait for Sunday to watch a lot of pass interference calls. I can't <laughs> wait. You line up and it's fifteen yard penalties. <laughs> All right, moving on. So you have Cleveland traveling to Carolina. Obviously, we know the quarterback drama there with the Deshaun Watson uh, situation up in Cleveland. And then Baker Mayfield being the uh, short end of that stick, heads down to Carolina and takes over the starting job. Has that interview or the quote in confidence uh, leak to where they're just going to beat the piss out of Cleveland this week. The line was Panthers plus three and a half. Now they are favorites minus one and a half. The Browns, they're in a tough situation. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's the quarterback. He's not a bad backup. Um, I, I really do like what uh, Baker said. I think he's going to play pissed off. I think he, he's going to have McCaffrey, who's supposedly healthy heading into week one. We'll see how many quarters he lasts. Uh, he's got a good DJ Moore, uh, you know, Solid defense. Matt Rule has has always had a defense, whether it's at Baylor or Carolina. He's really worked on it. Um, I, I like the Panthers here. I I am totally comfortable laying one and a half at home. I don't even think you need to tease this play. I think the Browns are going to struggle uh, without Deshaun. Um, I think it's a letdown spot for Cleveland. And I think I think Baker gets his revenge here. I, I don't really have much more to say other than go Panthers. Uh, I'm not big on this game either. This is a, this is a really, what are we going to see from these two teams? You summed it up Q. What's, what's Baker going to look like? 
what's uh, the backup Brissett going to look like for Cleveland. Both teams are going to try to run the ball. The, I think their over-under total is 42.5. I think that's pretty spot on. This is another – this could go into my teaser action, tease this up and take the under. But I don't like this. It, but I'm with you, Q. I'm not with you on the Dolphins. I think if I were to play this, I would take Carolina probably money line at home on this one. Yeah, I don't know upon that. I think the biggest thing out of the Cleveland that I've heard from my sources there is that the offensive line is not where it needs to be for that team to be able to get through these games. They, they uh, lost J.C. Treader at center. They haven't found a replacement for him. Jack Conklin has missed the entire preseason. They're probably going to go with Chris Hubbard, I think, in the opener at the right tackle. who's a nice backup, but he's not a guy you want to start every game. Um, without that run game, that's how you run the football in the NFL. So that makes Chubb. And Hunt, near, not nearly as effective. And I think Cleveland upgraded their wide receivers, but obviously it's Jacoby Brissett throwing to them. I'm not a huge fan of his. Um, I love the under in this game. I think the Cleveland defense actually is pretty good, especially in the back seven. Um, Carolina got run on at times last year. They weren't horrible against the run, but they also weren't good at it. They like to play a lot of D-backs. They like to play nickel and dime packages. Well, that really doesn't match up with what Cleveland wants to do. Um, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't expect either team to really look dynamic offensively, so give me the under 41, even though it's pretty low. So far, I wrote down Cleveland plus eight in a teaser, just because, like Jason said, I think the defense is pretty good. This this is probably a stay-away game for me. I would have to really change some things or see something in the numbers or listen to some of our really good friends. And they have some good input on this for me to dive into this. I think there's a lot more better games. You can take a chance with money line, maybe a spread to a teaser play than this one. Cause like you said, what do you get out of this game? You know, Cleveland didn't do much in the preseason. I think the only time they scored a touchdown, I think it was uh, Josh Dobbs was the quarterback. I think he got him into the end zone. Uh, none of these other quarterbacks did there um, in Cleveland. So, Brissett, I mean, he's quarterback before, didn't do much when he did play in the preseason. What do you have there? It's like we said at the beginning, what do you have in these games? You have to see a little bit. They're going to try to run the ball. Jason bringing up some great info there about the offensive line. That's a little concerning to me. So right now, I would lean maybe a teaser, maybe Cleveland up close, you know, get up at eight points in it. But right now, until I see something different, probably a stay away from me. All right. Uh, we'll talk y'all's favorite team here, uh, with the exception of Matt. So the Steelers are visitors in Cincinnati. You got a division rival game here. The Bengals opened up minus six and a half favorites. That line has stayed current, and the over under 44 and a half has stayed current as well from the opening line. This one intrigues me. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, what what Mitch Trubisky is going to be like uh, for the Steelers. Uh, I didn't think Kenny Pickett should be maybe named the starter, but I thought he had a Hell of a camp. Uh, you would think Trubisky's kind of looking over his shoulder on week one, uh, knowing that. Um, Mason Rudolph didn't look too terrible from what I, you know, kind of gathered. Um, they're just old. Uh, you know, they really didn't, to me, make a uh, make a splash on the uh, offensive side of the ball to, to really get a playmaker. I think when they signed uh, DeAndre Johnson back, um, I think that's his name. You guys can help me out. I don't watch too many Steelers games. I try to not not sell my soul to the state of Pennsylvania. What's that? You know, I'm also curious about, are we going to see maybe a little digression for the Bengals? I mean, they kind of played the underdog role last year uh, for all 17 games and then the playoffs. They're on people's radar as being a stud team. You know, does Joe, 
Joe Burrow kind of take a step back. Um, same with uh, Jamar Chase. You know, you're going to obviously he, he was matching up the top top uh, defensive backs. I mean, that that's going to continue. Joe Mixon, you know, what's he going to bring to the table? Um, how healthy is their tight end coming off knee surgery? Uh, this is probably a, a watch and enjoy game for me. If I had to pick a play, I'm probably going to tease up the uh, the total and maybe take the under because I think both teams probably come out and try to have a little defensive stand week one. All right. City of uh, Pittsburgh, you're going to hate me. This is a total down year for the Steelers. I'm going to look a little more toward the futures here. Horrible O-line. When you have guys like Ross Tucker, Jeff Saturday, breaking down this O-line, saying they've made no improvements over a line that finished 30th or 31st last year in, in grades, not good. Uh, Najee Harris is a great player, but he's going to get the shit beat out of him. And I'm going to say the shit because the poor guy has all the talent in the world. He scraped out a thousand yards last year with tons of touches and it can't happen this year. He already has a list Frank injury. They say it's healed yet. That's one that's just not going to go away. That's going to linger and it's going to pop up again. I hate to say it. So fantasy people, you better grab Jalen Warren. If you have uh, Najee Harris stock. The wide receivers are good. I mean, everybody's going to love George Pickens. He's basically going to be the new Heinz Ward, but with more athletic ability. I think Trubisky's the one-year starter. They're probably going to go two and five out of the gate, something like that. And then we're going to see Pickett the rest of the year, and the poor kid's going to take an ass-whipping. And I actually think Cincinnati's arrow, even though they made that Super Bowl run last year, I think it's up even more this year. They've improved their offensive line. Burrow should be healthy. I'm not going to say he is. It was only an appendicitis. Another year with Chase and T Higgins and Boyd and Mixon. They just need to find a tight end. They need to find a couple guys on the back end. Hopefully they get, I think they signed the safety, Jesse Bates. I'm not sure, uh, but that gives them some stability. I'd love Cincinnati. I have a play on them to win the AFC. And I actually think they beat uh, the Steelers week one. And I think they cover the six and a half. Yeah, Q was absolutely right about Trubisky looking over his shoulder, but I think it's going to be more because there's going to be a linebacker, a defensive end right there about to kill him. Uh, <laughs> this line is bad. And, like, the problem with the Steelers, they didn't fix anything. Like, they came into this week, and they're like, they didn't know who the quarterback was going to be. They didn't know who the inside linebackers were going to be. They had to go make a cut-day trade to get a backup offensive line or outside linebacker. Like, can you name a starting corner for this team? It's like there's just a lot of question marks. I – you know, since he handed them their lunch twice last year, the second game was brutal. Um, I don't see that changing this time around. They just don't really have a formula to beat this team. Since he's too good up front on defense for that line, um, I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to run the football. Like Matt said, Harris is dinged up. TJ Watts dinged up. Deontay Johnson's dinged up. Like, it's just, they're just coming into this game in a lot of bad shape. I lay the six and a half with the Bengals. So I, I think this is a bad start to the season for the Steelers. This was another game. I thought the points were a little high because I think, I think it's going to be a little low, more low scoring. If you tease it up, I'm sorry. I'm taking the Steelers up in a teaser in this. I like the 12 and a half. I think they're fine. The offensive line's garbage, but Hey, listen, I said this for years. We never do anything to do it to change anything. We got to draft the running back in the first round. You could have drafted a lot of running backs. I like Harris too but you could have got an offensive line. We haven't done anything to change the offensive line. Yes, the front office is a train wreck right now. I think I I have them. I just did my predictions and I had them under 500 too. Listen, last year went to Buffalo. Nobody thought they had a shot. 
They won the game outright. Not saying they're going to win the game Sunday. They're going to cover, get them up to 12 and a half. You're going to be all right. Steelers in a teaser, 12 and a half. We'll cover. Hugh, Hugh real quick. I just want, I, I'm not sure if all of our listeners checked into our draft shows and whatnot. Just think of the Steelers this uh, draft in 2021. Instead of reaching for Pat Fryermuth, who's actually a really good tight end. He's, he's a great player uh, out of the gate. But just think if they drafted Creed Humphrey as their starting center, who now grades as a top three center in the NFL, and then picked up another offensive lineman this year. Their line would be 10, 15 spots graded higher already, and they would have a shot at this. It's just so frustrating living here to watch these guys not address it. We see it as peons. The management doesn't see it. It's infuriating. Done. Spot on, Matt. You're, you're dead on. Smitty's been saying it, like you said. So we'll see uh, down year, and then we'll kind of see if they maybe wake up for uh, the next draft because they got to do something or or they're going to waste Najee Harris, uh, his career. So, all right, moving on. I don't like this game at all. The 49ers are traveling to Chicago to open a season. 49ers are currently laying seven. The line opened up at minus six and a half. The over-unders opened up at 42. Over-under is now currently at 41. These are two just very questionable teams to me. Uh, the 49ers, obviously, Jimmy G's the backup um, on that one-year deal. So Trey Lance has the reins this year. Obviously, he has help. He's got Brandon Ayuk, Juwan Jennings, uh, Debo Samuels, and uh, Eliza Mitchell. So he's got offensive weapons. I'm just curious, you know, without him playing, uh, his last year in college and sparingly last year kind of got banged up a little bit. Like what is, he's such a wild card. We, he could he, to me, superstar or bust. Um, and then the bears, they did not help Justin Fields at all. Uh, in my opinion, in the off season, I, I think last year fields, you know, probably had more success than people would have thought. I thought he played, you know, uh, with some heart and some guts. He took some shots. He kind of kept his team in games when they, they had no business being in them. Um, the Bears are a mess. Your, your best defensive player, Roquan Smith, doesn't even want to be there. Um, uh, if I had to pick, I'm going to tease the uh, – I'd probably tease the 49ers down just on sheer paper uh, rosters, but this is definitely a stay away from me. I, I just – both teams, too many questions uh, for me to, to really confidently lay money on this. All right, this is my best bet of the week, and it's oh. not on the game – it's going to be on a player prop. If we think Trubisky's going to look, be looking over his shoulder a lot, holy cow, Fields is going to be looking over his shoulders even more, especially this weekend against the Niners. So two bets to look at. Fields is going to have to run, and he's going to have to run a lot. If you can find a good number on his over rushing yards, grab it. Also, Trey Lance, first game being thrown in here in Chicago. I, I think he's going to be okay. However, I think he's going to struggle game one and get nervous. And I think he's going to yank, find his first read. And if it's not there, he's going to yank that ball down and he's going to run. Best bet of the weekend over Trey Lance yards. I believe it was at 36 and a half. Lock it in. Niners are going to win the game. I'm not touching the game spread, though. This is, uh, you know, I agree that Bears are awful. And the 49ers are pretty much loaded in every position except for the one that matters. Um me, this is your survivor killer of the week. I'm, I'm taking the Bears money line. I think this is this is the game. I it's, For a lot of reasons that Matt said, I think Lance on the road, first time on the road, got the reins as a starter, got Jimmy G maybe looking over his shoulder. We all know how healthy he really is. But uh, 
Yeah, I just think this game doesn't make sense. Uh, give me the Bears. I'm going to take them with the points. I'm going to take a little bit on the money line here. I think this is the survivor killer of the week. I agree with Jason. You know, I think it, one teaser play there. I take the I take the Bears up to 13, and a teaser. I think, and I, I love Matt's player prop too because I I completely agree. I think Lance will run a lot in this game. My favorite play, and this might be one of my top plays. Maybe I'll give it out with Jick Jack tomorrow. Keep an eye on that. I really like the points up six more points. I wish I would have got it last night. It was at 42. It's down to 41 today. Take it up to 47. This is an under, 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 under. I'm going to hit at the very end, some conditions, some weather conditions here. This one in Chicago has a chance for about 10 to 18 mile per hour winds too in the forecast for Sunday. I think I love this. This is one of my favorite plays. Take the under. It will not get over 47 points. Run, Trey, run. All right, let's uh, let's travel up north. Detroit's playing host to the Eagles. Line opened up at Eagles minus three and a half. It's up to minus four. Over under opened up at 46 and a half, and it currently is 48 and a half. This is an interesting matchup. I think both teams are on the rise this year. I like Jalen Hurts um, in comparison to some other quarterbacks. I think they did. Uh, kind of realized last year you have to run Miles Sanders to be effective. And once they finally, about halfway through the season, started running them, uh, you started seeing the wins kind of pile up. Devontae Smith, good receiver. They obviously picked up A.J. Brown. You know, if he can stay healthy, uh, then he's going to be an immediately uh, immediate upgrade uh, to Quez Watkins. Um, and I like the Lions here. I think Amon Ranks. Monroe St. Brown, however you say it, he's a good, good weapon for golf. I like Dan Campbell. Um, you know, I think this is when uh, the running back Swift kind of makes his move. I think he played uh, a little shallow last year. I think you're going to see a little improvement this year. Um, it just seems like both teams have gotten better uh, and they're kind of on the rise. I probably would tease, tease down the, uh, Tease down the, the total and get it down to, you know, 41, 42 and a half. I think there are going to be some points to be had in this game. I think uh, they're going to have – the Lions will have some issues trying to contain Hurts. Uh, but I think the Lions also are going to be able to, to find some points on the Eagles' uh, questionable secondary and, and suspect defense overall. So I'm going to take the uh, teaser route and, and over-under on this. Hugh, I'm in a little, little disagreement here. Uh, this will be my last – play and then I have to drop I actually think Philly wins this pretty easy uh Detroit's defense if you watch the lovable Lions on hard knocks a little shout out to that show because it was ac actually excellent they can't stop anybody on defense no. their their quarterback rating against them in the preseason was like 121 and it was it was really high last year they haven't made any improvements they lost a, a lineman already uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name big big V they call him Vitae something or other uh, yeah, um, the Eagles actually have a, a decent secondary with Bradbury they brought in, but their pass rush is going to be phenomenal this year with Graham and then Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis up the middle. And if Detroit's line is just a little bit weaker, I think they're going to I think they're going to get pummeled. I think if Campbell actually gets his team to five or six wins, that's a great job with this roster. Their offense is good. Don't get me wrong. I don't think golf has enough to get it done. I think they'll draft a QB next year, and that's the, the new uh, starter going forward. 
just give me the Eagles. I'd lay the four points, and I would actually look to tease this down and then take an over, do an in-game parlay, uh, tease it down like 42 and a half and go over. And, yeah. boys, good luck on the rest of the show. I got to drop. Uh, see you, Matty. All right, we'll see you. Buddy. Yeah, I, I like the Eagles here, too. Um, I think the Lions are getting a little more credit uh, for improving than they really have. I, th- I think improvements are on the way. I think they've had some good drafts, but it's not there yet. This team could not stop the run last year, and the Eagles were phenomenal running the football last year. They put up 236 on the Lions in uh, week eight of last year uh, when the Eagles finally figured out, maybe after listening to our show, that run Miles Sanders, run the football. Uh, you had the best offensive line in football. Um, I like what the Eagles did. They just keep the kept accumulating guys this offseason. Matt left off that they got C.J. Gardner-Johnson, one of the best nickelbacks in the NFL last week for basically nothing. Uh, just to take on that salary. So they've drastically improved the secondary, which is kind of a weakness last year. Added the big fella from Georgia in the middle. They added kind of Kobe Dean at linebacker. Like there's just a lot of good pieces. Got rid of Jalen Rager because he wasn't doing much. Then added A.J. Brown in his place. Like those are all serious upgrades to things that were weaknesses with that football team. Now the biggest weakness is quarterback. I don't think it's going to be a factor this week. I'll lay the points on the road against the Lions. I just like I said, I think the Lions are a little more hype than reality at this point, but I do think they're getting on the right track. So on at bet stats, just put something out on Twitter a little bit ago, Jared Goff five and O ATS week one. Oh, just throwing it out there at bet stats. Just put that out. So I just want to give them some credit there. I just saw that good little stat there. I haven't really dove into this game. I could see Philly taking this. This wouldn't be maybe a bad play at minus four on this. I kind of agree. I, I kind of like the teaser. I kind of like the points down in this and maybe take the over in this. Because I think the Lions, they're very competitive. They fight extremely hard for this coach. I don't think they'll they'll quit, but I think, are they going to have enough here? I'm not sure. So I haven't really dove into this game a lot yet. So my best advice right now would probably be the Eagles minus the four. And if you like a teaser in this, maybe take the points down and – Hopefully both Philly can score a good amount and then Detroit keeps firing away, trying to get some points to come back a little bit and get that, get that over the 42 and a half. All right. This next game, I'm going to drop back and punt to you guys and see if you guys can uh, give the, the listeners a little more insight. So the Colts traveling to Houston interdivision rival, the Colts open up at minus seven and a half. The line roughly about the same minus seven. Uh, the over-unders opened up at 44-and-a-half. It is currently 46. I really don't know much about these two teams. I do know uh, Davis Mills kind of, in my opinion, has looked better than what we anticipated from him. Not to say that that means they're going to be any good this year. I still think they're going to be probably the worst team in, in the NFL. But uh, they won last year, uh, so this is kind of a stay away for me, and, and I just don't know enough about the Colts right now and the Texans. Yeah, I think if you look at last year, Texans won four games. And in those four games, they averaged getting three turnovers. Um, and that was basically the biggest bugaboo with the Colts last year with Carson Wentz at quarterback is that they blew some games just by turning the ball over and making some really dumb mistakes. Um, and then there's also a couple of games where the offense just didn't do absolutely anything. I think getting Matt Ryan at quarterback is going to fix that. I don't think he's a world beater, but I think he's going to – what we thought was going to happen with the Steelers' offensive line, I think we've raised the floor at the quarterback position at Indy, and I think the rest of it is actually pretty good. Now, I'm a little worried. I'm not sure if Darius Leonard is playing this game or not, and he's kind of the key to that defense. 
I don't think they need them this week against the Texans. As long as they don't turn it over, I think they go into Houston and win pretty easily. Yeah, I do a little, you know, team by team prediction for the year. I'm on the Colts a lot. I like the Colts. I think Matt Ryan, again, arm could be not as strong as it used to be, but a pretty good offensive line, pretty good weapons. You got the running back. You got Pittman. You got some guys that you can throw the ball to. I like to change it up. I don't always like, oh, we're going to take the Bills like everybody says to take. Or, hey, I got the Rams again. I want the Colts to win the Super Bowl this year. Why not? I think you get a veteran quarterback there. I think they'll play well. I don't think the conference is that loaded. They could have a really good season, maybe get home field in this. I like the Colts. Why not? I could be dead wrong on this, but I think Matt Ryan's going to have a pretty good year. Taylor's a stud. I love Pittman. I love this week. This is one of my favorite spots for a teaser. You take them down to like uh, minus one, minus minus two. I think they'll be fine in this game, and I think they beat uh, the Texans pretty good in this one. All right. Got a little home team action. The Washington Commanders uh, are playing host to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Commanders opened up minus three and a half. Favorite set lines down to minus two and a half. Over-unders opened up at 44 and a half, and it currently is 44. I like getting the Commanders at uh, under three here at the minus two and a half line. I think the Jags are on the rise. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good quarterback. I think ETN is going to, you know, as long as he can stay healthy, I think he's definitely going to be an added weapon for them, uh, along with Marvin Jones Jr. Um, I, I just think that the open to open the season, I, I just like the Commanders at home. I think they have a little better defense. Um, I trust Carson Wentz at least week one more than I do Trevor Lawrence uh, because we have seen flashes of where Wentz can be elite. Um, and I like their weapons. I like Jahan, Jahan Dotson. They said he's a better route runner than Terry McLaurin. I love Terry McLaurin. We all love him. Uh, you know, and there's a slight chance. I know Smitty's not a big fan of him, but Curtis Samuel, if he's on the field, you still have to cover him. You can't leave him wide open. Um, you know, good running backs. So Gibson will still get a few touches out of the backfield, but it kind of seems like it's, uh, you know, with Brian Robinson being uh, shot where I, I work, uh, J.D. McKissick's going to get the, uh, the load of running – plays there so i just think they have a little more weapons than the jags right now a little more seasoned uh vets and uh, i think the defense is going to keep washington uh in the lead for this game and, and i think you'll see a three-point win so that minus two and a half is going to cover yeah i like the the commanders at home that was really weird to say um <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think the jaguars are in a spot where they're going to go on the road and beat teams i think the commanders kind of like that middle of the road team where they're going to win their home games and then they're well, I don't like Wentz, but the quarterback was still – Heineke just didn't get it done last year. And, um, you know, when their offense actually clicked, they won football games. And hopefully Wentz can get them moving. They have enough skill talent, like we said. The defense is actually pretty staunch against the run. I think Jags want to establish the run, so I think they'll have trouble with that this Sunday. So I'll lay the two and a half with the commanders. Yeah, I'm not a fan of either of these teams. I think Jacksonville is getting better. I think they got a long way to go here. Commanders, I'm not high on at all. I think Wentz is all right. He's not good. I don't think the commander's defense is really any good at all. I don't like the coaching staff. I think the franchise is a dumpster fire. So, well, I mean, is that nice, Jason? Did I put it? <laughs> all right. So, uh, you know, at least I called him the commanders, I guess, this time. So I'm just not high, but I'm high on week one. I like him week one also. 
this would be one that I would probably take the minus two and a half and take the commanders. I think they win people. Then they'll start talking how they're going to the Super Bowl down here and I'll have to tell people to shut up because they're not now old man in the garage. He's back another year taking the dogs. He loves the money line dogs. He'll give one or two every week. Who does he like this week? Well, it falls on this game. Who does he have? Well, He's saying he's the lone wolf in this one because he loves Jacksonville. He said Jacksonville will upset the commanders this week. So old man in the garage, welcome back to another successful season. And he is taking Jacksonville. Who's playing quarterback for Jacksonville then? Uh. <laughs> Lawrence, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> like, I don't have a lot of faith in Trevor Lawrence. So we got to see him in the preseason against the Steelers, and it looks like the same thing. He does not process near fast enough to be an NFL quarterback. But hopefully he'll pick it up this year, but it doesn't look right. All right, we got an, another decent matchup. So the Cardinals play host to the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs, holy – Chiefs uh, opened up at minus two and a half. They're currently minus six. Over under opened up at 53. And the line is now 53 and a half. Before I get into this, what's Jason Smitty, what, what's the reason for the three and a half point jump? You usually typically don't see those in the NFL. That's more of a college jump. Usually they only move about a point. You got the crap quarterback and you have the crap coach. All right. <laughs> 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 no, but I, I'm going I'm to surprise you this week. I, I'm going to surprise you, but that's just mine. You know how much I – I just don't think the coach is a great head coach. And, I, I mean, I've said it for how many years. I, I just don't think the quarterback is great for Arizona. And they gave him a ton of money and best of luck. And if he proves me wrong, he proves me wrong. Usually I'm pretty right. It is interesting, though. I mean, this – this team, you, you may not like the quarterback or the head coach. And granted, they finish the year awful every year, but they start the year usually really well. They were 7-0 and last year, and they beat some decent teams in that run. Um, I don't know. It's well, interesting. Did, did we say, Jason, one time on the show that even in college he starts out great? As oh, a yeah, coach. no, there's a, there's a track record. And then he there. just collapses? Yeah. Absolutely. Once he – once it leaves October, it's uh, it's all downhill from there. It really is. It, it's startling, and a lot of people point to a lack of adjustments and things of that like that. That he just doesn't kind of keep evolving as the season goes on. He's got his thing he put in in the fall, and that's it. I don't know. You know, it's hard to gauge this game because we saw last year the Chiefs get so much love on the point spread and the betting. Everyone just bets Mahomes, and you know you can take advantage of it. Last year, early, all the overs were insane. Chiefs kept coming in under. They couldn't cover, what, the first, like, six or seven games because the lines were so far to whack. I'm going to stay away from this game, but six is an awful lot. I mean, you can tease this up through 12. That's not – you know, you get the seven and ten covered then. Um, you know, it is still a road game for the Chiefs, but – and Arizona's defense isn't awful. I mean, so, boy, I'll pass, but if I was going to lean one way or the other, I probably would take the Cardinals with the points. And, again, this looks like a decent teaser spot. I, yeah, I have, I have Arizona down in a teaser. Yeah, I like them to get them up in double digits at home. I, I really like this play. I think they I don't think they'll win the game, but I, I think this game's gonna be a little closer, even how much I love the coach. And I did like him in college because he would put 70 on the game and uh, on offense and they give up about 80. So that was always entertaining. Uh, but the quarterback too, but I do like Arizona this week in a teaser. Yeah, uh, Kingsbury also had a good Instagram. He'd have about 17 uh, Texas Tech cheerleaders 
uh, around him at the pool. So that was always a nice viewership uh, on Sunday after the game, after he just hung up 70. Um, I'm not a fan of the Cardinals. I, I'm in line with you guys, though. I would tease up the Cardinals. I, I think 12 points in the NFL is just too much. Uh, but I do think the Chiefs win. The Chiefs are obviously trying to replace uh, Tyree Kill, arguably one of the best receivers in the country or in the uh, in the league. Um, they bring in Valdez Scantling. They have Juju, and then they have Miko Hardman, who should you know kind of take that speedy role from Tyree Kill, or that's the plan, I should say. Um, I. I'm going to, you know, you got to think Pat Mahomes is going to win. Um, you know, if you're kind of one of those who do the money line parlays, I, you know, Chiefs with confidence. I don't like Kyler Murray. There's a reason they had a stipulation with that that contract. You know, he's got to study more. Um, I just don't think he really cares. I think he's all about himself. Um, I think he's a cancer in that locker. And personally, he, you know, he, he essentially bashed his team, took stuff off social media, which, you know, is petty, but it, it's a big sign uh, for these athletes. Um, if they have a, a hot start and then they, uh, they regress and, and tank towards the end of the season, like I think we're back to square one. He doesn't want to be there anymore. So uh, I'm not a fan of Kyler. Uh, I think the team, even though they have you know, a decent roster on paper, they're older uh, than most teams in the NFL. So I think you're going to see some decline in, in some production um, you know, versus their name. So Chiefs in a money line parlay, but I like the Cardinals up to 12 and a teaser. Um, that's all I got for that one. All right. Next one, we got the Raiders Chargers. So this is an interesting matchup. They should have tied each other uh, for the last game of the year last year. Uh, and they both would have made the playoffs. But he, nonetheless, here we are. New season, same rematch. Uh, so the Chargers are playing host, laying four to open up now they're laying three and a half over unders 51 and a half to open up it's now 52 i think it's gonna be some points i think i think the chargers had a really bad year last year they were you know coming in the season supposed to be one of the better teams uh they started off pretty hot and then they just kind of fell off the map uh i think herbert and eckler are gonna bounce back and have really good years this year uh you know the Chargers' defense seems to finally be healthy uh, with Bosa and uh, forgive me, the uh, the safety out of Florida State that uh, is pretty highly touted uh, should be healthy as well. Uh, but I think the Raiders, you know, are going to score some points too. So uh, Fresno State connection, you've got Derek Carr and uh, Devontae Adams back. So, you know, I would imagine they still probably have some sort of a sinkness there. Um, good running back. Uh, I think there's points in this game. I, I would tease down the over – 52 and get it down to 45, 46 and have, you know, fairly good confidence that we're going to get there, even though it's week one, I think both teams are going to try to make a statement, you know, of how powerful their offense is. I think you'll see some points. Yeah, no, uh, that 52, that's like right on the numbers from last year. So that'll show you that the, definitely both teams can score. You know, it's kind of weird. There's, there's a couple of these matchups that were literally the last matchup of last season, like where uh, the teams are playing again this quickly. And this, this is the one that stands out the most because that was such an interesting game, and especially with the tie scenario actually coming into play there. Uh, you know, I think the Vegas has got a little too much hype at this point. We've seen Josh McDaniels before. It didn't really work out in Denver. I know it's been a long time since then, and, you know, he's learned so much more under Belichick, but it's still different when you're the head guy. Um, it seems like there's all good reports from that, but obviously he's still cleaning up a roster that was a little mismanaged by Gruden. Um, you know, there's been a lot of stories about the five draft picks they've already cut from the last, I think what four, three of the last four giraffes. 
I mean, that's that's a lot of draft capital to basically just flush down the toilet. And there's nothing wrong with those cuts. I think we'd agree with almost every single one of them. Um, I just think the, the Raiders secondary is not up to snuff in this game. Uh, the biggest thing that concerns me about taking the Chargers here, and I think they'll win this one at home, and I think they'll lose the one in Vegas. Um, I think the, the biggest concern is just Staley and just how many knucklehead uh, analytics decisions is he going to make to possibly blow this game. I think McDaniels probably has a better handle on that even though he doesn't brag about knowing about it. What do you think, Smitty? In this, maybe do the Chargers in a game, just the minus three. The hook scares me a little bit. Maybe try to get it down to three. But I think in a teaser spot, I think this is going to be I, – I can't see how this wouldn't be a lot of points in this. I think both offenses are going to be pretty good. Jason, great point there. The coach, coach makes some uh, head scratchers, that's for sure. So – that would concern me a little bit maybe with them, but I kind of like the Chargers in this. And if you like the teaser, I'd take the points down and then take the over. Yeah, I think my favorite point that's come up here in the last couple of weeks is that people are finally calling Staley on his analytics that it's not analytics. You're hearing a lot of it from the, the gambling media, basically calling him out saying, these decisions don't make sense. You can't keep saying that you've done the run the numbers and this is the way to do it you're actually going against the numbers with a lot of the decisions you've made, especially with some of the fourth downs and like crazy territories. The thing he did to force that game to overtime last year. Um, so I, I do think, you know what, this is, I've heard this talks about on Mitch and Pauly's show in the morning. If you were going to take a pizza money bet on a first coach fired, Staley would be a guy I would definitely throw some pizza money on just because I think there's going to be a point where the Chargers front office says enough. Hey, maybe he's, maybe he's got some going on with Calvin Ridley's let's, let's, He's trying to make a little extra money. Don't get on. <laughs> All right. So we got an NFC North rivalry here. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. So the Packers opened up at minus one and a half. That line stayed the same. Over under 48 and a half. Uh, it's down to 47. I still like the Packers. And, and I'm because it's week one, I, I don't know if the Vikings are going to get better without Mike Zimmer. Um, Cousins is Cousins. He's just he's above average. I wouldn't say he's great. Um, we've seen Aaron Rodgers lose receivers in the past and, and just the next man up. You know, he always – I think he makes everybody around him better. Uh, their their defense seems to be improved. Uh, so, I, I like the Packers minus one and a half. I know a lot of people have it as an upset, but I think games that you guys have mentioned earlier in the show are probably more, uh, more apt to be upsets. Uh, I just – I don't see the Packers losing to the Vikings right here. I, I really don't. No, I agree, too. I think it's that dangerous spot where uh, you give Aaron Rodgers a chip on his shoulder. And maybe this won't hold for the whole season, but at least for game one, he's going to go out there and basically call everybody an idiot and throw up 400 yards on a Vikings defense. That's not all that great. Um, yeah, I mean, the Zimmer bounce effect probably will be will go over the course of the season. But you also, again, you have a first-time head coach here in his first weekend going against a Green Bay team that's pretty established that, you know, the defense is really good. Um, they will run the football. Uh, Minnesota wasn't great against the run last year. Um, I do think that the Packers will win this game. Maybe the Vikings will get them in the return match later in the season when they're a little further into their uh, program. But yeah, I, this is one of those games where Aaron Rodgers is going to try to stick the football up somebody's, you know what. <laughs> one of my favorite plays, I like the Vikings in a teaser. Oh. I really do. One of my favorite plays. So I, I might even give that out here, you know, this weekend or maybe even tomorrow with Jack Jack, one of my favorite plays. I like Vikings, and I think they could upset Green Bay this week. 
I think that's a popular pick. I've seen Paul, Pam Maldonado is also already on that. Um, I just, yeah, I can't go against Rodgers, like I said, when he's angry. All right, here's the game. Um, I'm still indifferent on. I, I see both sides. The Giants travel to Tennessee. Tennessee opened up at minus six and a half favorites. It's down to minus five and a half. Over, under 44 and a half. It's down to 43 and a half. This is a stay away. Uh, Titans are taking a different approach with Derrick Henry coming off that foot injury. He, he didn't run at all during the preseason. Uh, Tannehill, he, we talked about a, a quarterback that might be looking over his shoulder. Malik Willis had a hell of a, a training camp. Uh, I think he really, you know, coming out of college, had some question marks. We knew he could throw it a, a mile, uh, but was he accurate? And I think he kind of proved that. Um, you know, he, played, he ran smart. So keep an eye for that. The Titans, they bring in Robert Woods to replace A.J. Brown. I, I do like Woods. Uh, a little injury prone, same thing with A.J. Brown. So you're kind of getting, I think, maybe just a faster receiver uh, from that aspect. Uh, but they're going to ground and pound with Derrick Henry. I mean, that's that's the reason they win football, and they're and they're built for that, you know, with guys like Taylor Lewan and others. Uh, the Giants, I'm curious how they go. Um, so they give uh, – uh, Tony back, Galladay back. We'll see how long both of those last. They're pretty injury-prone guys. Uh, Saquon Barkley, another one. You know, how long does he last? He says he's felt better than ever, but seems to me like anytime an athlete gets injured with some notoriety, they always say that, uh, you know, an injury still kind of stick around. So um, I'm curious at the quarterback position. You know, they, they chose to stick with their guy this year um, for another year. So uh, Giants football, I mean, they made a couple defensive – you know, adjustments in a draft. It's a stay away, but if I had to say, I'd say the Titans probably win by seven on the back of Derrick Henry. So that that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, this is probably a stay away from me too. That seems like a lot of points um, just because of what Tennessee's lost and kind of, you know, also they're out Landry now. They've lost A.J. Brown in the offseason. I think the offensive line is still a little bit in mix. I mean, but this was the number one seed in the AFC last year. So you understand the six-point line. Giants were one and seven on the road last year. Got run over, gave up on uh, average 125 yards a game, but there's some actually some way worse performances in there. Um, yeah, it's like I said, it's a stay away. This is a corner TV game, as some guys describe it. I don't think there's a lot of interest in this game outside of these two markets. I know one of them is New York, but it's the Giants, and I think they're kind of losing a lot of interest. Um, I, I think the Giants had a good draft. I think it's a little early for them, though. Maybe late in the season we'll see some spunk out of them, but uh, I'm not going to touch it with the six-point line. Looking at the points in this one, one of my favorite ones that I put down, I kind of like the the under in this game. It's It opened at 44 and a half. It's down to 43 and a half. I like teasing it up to 49 and a half and taking the under. I think it's a lower scoring game. I like it. All right. Next matchup, pretty highly touted game. Uh, I believe this is the uh, NBC Sunday night game, the Bucks and Cowboys. Bucks opened up at minus two favorites. Their line is currently minus two and a half. Over under is fifty one and a half. Currently, it's fifty one. So again, they're they're going to say points. Um, my question here is: Is Brady kind of doing a Belichick thing where you know, he comes out with that press conference and say, you know, he's got some stuff going on. He took those two weeks off. Um, he, we know that Father Time, you know, got to catch up to him at some point. Maybe are we to that point? They reloaded on offense, so Fournette comes back. They still have Giovanni Bernard uh, in the backfield with them. Uh, but they bring in Julio Jones, uh, who seemed to be a little reinvigorated uh, in training camp. Um, and then they still have uh, Mike Evans, 
who's an absolute beast if you don't cover him. And then you should be getting a healthy Chris Godwin back, um, as well as, you know, a couple solid tight ends. The Cowboys have a lot of questions. So Michael Gallup's already banged up. I don't think he's playing for this game. Um, you know, Jalen Tolbert, rookie, what's he going to do? C.D. Lamb's going to be doubled, I would imagine, um, or at least shadowed by the safety of the entire game. Um, really no tight end. Zeke Elliott, to me, his career is all about done. Even though he says he's healthy, he feels great. I don't see it. I think Tony Pollard should start. Uh, but I, I feel pretty comfortable laying the two and a half with the Bucs. Um, I just I think the Cowboys have more questions, um, especially on the defensive side. I think Diggs is highly overrated. He gets torched, uh, but he's he you know kind of shadows that with with seven or eight picks a year. Um, so I think I think the Bucs are just going to you know essentially have an air assault on this game and and, and score at will for the most part against the Cowboys. Yeah, this is tough to call this because I agree the Cowboys do not look like they're in great shape. They did not have the best offseason. Um, yeah, they, they cleaned up some stuff, but they really didn't address. They're basically the same team they were last year, except maybe a year older at some positions. Um, well, Black, I think last weapons. I mean, you, you lose Cedric Wilson, too, to the Dolphins, like your number two uh, receiver. He was. Well, Gallup being hurt definitely hurts. I think with C.D. Lamb and Gallup's enough. And I actually think their tight end position is decent. I think Dalton Schultz is a decent player. But uh, the line hasn't been as good as it needs to be for Elliott. And T- Tony Pollard is the better play right now. And I, I like the fact they're mixing them up because I don't think Pollard could take a full workload just because of his size. But Elliott doesn't give you much, especially for all the money. And the defense, you look in the second half of last year, they got figured out a little bit. You know, they got run on a lot. But the, the pass defense was opportunistic, but it wasn't great. They, they forced a lot of turnovers, but that doesn't usually carry over year to year. In fact, game last year they were in it but they also got four turnovers from Brady which is very rare um Tampa Bay though is the same thing I mean that offensive line the interior of it is completely new they lost their center they lost the two guards like you kind of wonder what's going to go on there Donovan Smith's not a guy that I like a lot even though he's a Penn Stater uh, he's fine if he's your fifth best offensive lineman but he's our third best offensive lineman or maybe a second that's a questionable Brady needs that wall in front of him to be really good you know they've got they're a little dinged up too Godwin's been hurt you know, Fournette came in the camp looking like me. Like, there's a lot of things that they needed to address. Like, I'm going to stay away from this game. I'm really interested to see what we see. I would not be surprised if Dallas wins this at home. But, like I said, it, it's kind of – you never know. You can't go against Brady the same reason because he knows everyone thinks, you know, whatever the heck he was doing. Maybe he was fixing the marriage. Who knows? That's the rumor. But uh, I wouldn't go against him this week. I'll go against him later in the year after he's taken a couple hits, but uh, not now. I'm going to pass on this one. Hey, real quick, just because you brought that up, you said, you know, I think it's the, the the marriage with Giselle. Do you think Brady's the kind of guy like – so he's this, this ugly-looking quarterback that comes out of Michigan, you know, for the draft. His picture's everywhere. You know, he has this career. Do you think he's like one of those players that's just so obsessed with the game? Like he's going to end up, you know, maybe having a downfall because he just can't give it up and, and you know, let, let it be rest. Like he just seems like he just – not to say he doesn't care about his kids or his wife, uh, because that's that's not my place to say, and I'm sure he loves them dearly, but it just seems like he is just so ingrained with being the best, you know, with that TB12 and things like that. Like, is he going to actually start hurting his career because he just can't figure out when it's time to leave? Yeah, I mean, I think that the deal makes perfect sense. He came back for one year, and they won the Super Bowl. And he got his fairy tale ending, and he proved to everyone it was him, not Belichick, you know, whether that it was true or not, whatever. But he he had it all wrapped up. He came back for that second year. I think that's when it all started. This third year now, 
coaching changes, not quite the same cast of characters. You know, you know it's not going to be that easy. I can see her just saying, what the hell is this? This is not what I signed up for and kind of making her statement. It makes a lot of sense. I, I You know, when things make sense, they're usually not true, but it sure makes a lot of sense. I do think it's going to take an injury for him to go away because I, I think you're going to have to kill him because it's one of those deals where he just can't live that normal life. He has to be in that routine of either getting better you know, not eating the strawberries, lifting weights, all the other stuff. Like, I don't think he knows what normal life is. I don't think he's ready to sit and fish and golf and everything like that. And I, I think yeah. he sees that as defeat. Don't forget, he's got all that money waiting for him from which network. Whenever he calls it quits, it's not like he's going to lose any opportunity. He's getting like $10 million a year from somebody as soon as he says, I'm done. So, Smitty, what do you think? Yeah, this this game, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the under in this one. And I kind of see it too. It opened 51 and a half. It's 51 right now. I like taking it up to 57. I think the under is a good play in this. I'm not high on Tampa. I want to see Tampa play. You know, like you said, there were some injuries. Running back came in, Fournette came in heavy. Brady's going through some issues right now. Is it the marriage? I think there's a lot of question marks on both these teams. If you want, you know, again, I wouldn't touch this with a straight line in this at all. If I had to, I'd probably take maybe Dallas in this, just home field. And a teaser, I like Dallas up. You get them up to eight and a half. I think that's a good play. I the My favorite play in this, just listen to some really smart people that do this. I like the points, and I like the under. I would take it up to 57, and I would take the under. All right, the last game on the slate, Monday night. They couldn't have picked a worse Monday night game. It does have a little relationship there with the quarterback uh, change. So the Seattle Seahawks play host to the Broncos. The Broncos opening line was minus four. They're currently up to minus six and a half. The over-under opened up at 41 and a half. It's now 44. Um, It's Monday night football the first week, so you know I'm going to dabble a little bit on this. i got to have a little skin in the game. I would probably tease the Broncos down to minus a half or a pick them, depending on where that line is, and then tease the under up to 50. I mean, I look at both these rosters and, you know, outside of Russell Wilson, like I, I don't think the Broncos are overly stacked. I think they have a decent running back. That kid, uh, was it Carter? I know there was two out of UNC. One of them went there. Uh, Williams. Williams. Uh, I think he's, he's promising. Um, I look at the Seahawks, you know, how much better did uh, DK Metcalf look with Russell Wilson being able to scramble? And then, um, and then, um, wow, I'm drawing a blank, the little slot receiver. Please help me out, Jason. I'm drawing a blank. Lock it. Lock it. Like, what do they look like now without their security blanket? Russell Wilson, who could just keep plays going for five, six seconds to where they could kind of break free of coverage. Um, Outside of dabbling on the first Monday night game, like I, this is a nasty game. That's my play. I don't really have a reasoning for it other than I just – there's so many question marks about both teams. So it is interesting. Last year on offense, Seattle ran the fewest plays of any team uh, in the NFL, only 805, which is about 230 behind the leader, Dallas. Uh, they're going to play just as slow this year. So it's always going to be an interesting with the total on them because they're just going to milk the clock because they're going to have to protect that defense, which was on the field for the most plays last year. Um, Lockett, if you have Lockett and Metcalf in your fantasy, don't worry. They're going to get numbers, but it's not going to be pretty numbers. It's going to be third and fourth quarter numbers because there's going to be a lot of games where Seattle's trailing. I think I think it's a pretty bad football team. I think they want to be bad. I think they're trying to kind of 
started all over again with the draft capital he got from Wilson um, and just kind of just get things rolling again. And they made some nice picks, I thought, which is something they're not always known for. Uh, I think this the one thing in this game is Denver is going to look really good. I think they're going to cover the six and a half. And I think their futures are going to change. So if you want to fade Denver futures, I think you do it on Tuesday morning after this Monday night game, which is like a 10 o'clock Monday night game, but they're only playing one. So they had to push it up to eight. This is the one usually the East coast says, eh, I've had enough football this weekend. I- I'm going to go to bed and get some, get some rest. Uh, but they're fortunately we're going to have to watch it because it's eight o'clock and we're all going to bet on it. Um, yeah. I think that Denver is going to look better than they are in this game. Cause I think Seattle's just that bad. Yeah. I'll keep it short. I, I mean, in a play, this game sucks, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but you got the quarterback, you got Russell Wilson coming back. I was shocked the deal that Denver gave him. You know, I think Russell over the years hasn't been running as much, had some injuries with the thumb last year, gripping the ball. I don't think he's looked fantastic. Now, again, he was on Seattle. So if, on a better team, then let's see what he can do here. I think the best play here is take Denver down as a pick and they beat Seattle. Cause like Jason said, I think Seattle is a team that, is trying to not win a lot of football games. They might be one of the worst. I think in my predictions, I had them as the worst team in, uh, in football this year. I think they're going to be really bad. All right, boys, that covers the week one slate. Uh, show right I got around. real quick, real quick, Q. I just wanted, I wrote these down. Just, you know, people keeping an eye on things. I'm not saying they're going to be the worst conditions, but rain games this week. Cincinnati could be some showers. Tennessee could be some showers. And Carolina game could have some rain in it. Now the wind can get the uh, wind conditions again. Same with that Cincinnati game, anywhere from nine to twelve miles per hour. I already hit on the Chicago game, maybe about ten to eighteen miles per hour wind gusts. Now Miami Stadium, now Q, you'll be better at this. That's kind of enclosed, correct? Uh, enclosed. yes, and it is, but it is like the top, probably like the twenty to twenty is not closed, but that everything okay. out of that is. Okay, so I'll throw it out there. Miami had about 11 mile per hour, maybe wind gust in that. You know, nothing crazy. I just looked it up, you know, rain a little bit, a little bit of wind uh, with some gusts in a couple of these games. So keep an eye wind, on that. I, wind should not affect the way the stadium is, but rain definitely does. Rain is Cincinnati, Tennessee, Carolina. All right. right now. Could change, but right now that's where it is. That's Smitty with your uh, your daily forecast weather report. <laughs> Check me on AccuWeather. Yeah. All right, boys. That was yeah. Uh, that was the week one NFL slate. Ran a little long. Um, we'll tighten that up a little bit as we start to get a little better uh, awareness on teams. Jason, you got anything else? No, I'm excited. We'll have the college show later this week, and we'll go through that as well. But yeah, week one, I think we gave some decent info for not really knowing much about these teams at this point. Smitty? No, enjoy the games. Can't wait. Can't wait to do the college show, and uh, we'll give out and uh, some winners, and I'm going to try to do some uh, teasers with Jick Jack this week, so check that out, and we're going to keep uh, pounding winners out there for you, so check us out. All right. I got nothing. Obviously, Nail's left, so he's got nothing. Uh, check us out on Twitter, at Notebook Wagering, at Smitty Bucks, at Q Millie, uh, at Jason, what's yours? Jay Kaminsky. Notebook wager JK. Oh, no, that's right. Notebook wager JCAM. And then uh, if you follow me. Yeah, I'm so bad with these Twitter names. I'm just like Smith. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's all we got. Uh, 
last but not least, always bang your bookie for the weekends. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.